NFL is in the Mid-South today, the final home game of this inaugural season. For Memphis, the fans here are still holding out hope that the Axe can knock off the hottest team in the league and keep their playoff hopes alive. Today for the Liberty Bowl in Memphis, Tennessee, is the L.A. Extreme and the Memphis Maniacs. Well, just two weeks to go, and the West is indeed wild. All the teams still jostling to the playoffs. L.A. is already clinched. More on that scenario in just a moment. But first, you know how we started off. We'll go down to the field for the mad scramble. All right, gentlemen. The team that recovers the ball will have a choice of kicking, receiving, or defending a goal. Do not false start. I will say set. Then I'll blow my whistle. Are you ready? Yeah. Well, Kevin Dunn gets it for Memphis. He's now two and five, and Damon Dunn is now over five on the scramble so far this year for LA. Hi, everybody. Craig Benavini, Big Bob Golick. Welcome to the XFL on TNN. Two games to go. The hottest team in the XFL, the LA Extreme, playing today against Memphis. Their last loss came against the Axe way back in week four. Boy, it sure did. And, uh, but uh, from that time on, this Los Angeles team has been on a roll. Somebody was waiting for somebody to really pick it up and keep going, and that has been the Los Angeles team. They have got something to work for here, as you said before. Yeah. Home field advantage is, is something they can't reach, so we'll watch them play very good ball today. They have an axe to grind indeed today very after nice. losing lastly to Memphis. Let's look at this scenario, Bob. L.A., as you said, already in the playoffs. There are some things still on the table for them. They can clinch the West with a win today or a San Francisco loss tonight at Vegas, the UPN game. And they can clinch home field throughout the playoffs. They need two wins for that. And an Orlando loss next week when the Rage play. As for Memphis, still alive but much cloudier. They have to win their two remaining games. We're not done yet. They need two San Francisco losses. Are we done yet? No. Here's the biggie, Bob. They've got to overcome a 49-point differential with the Las Vegas Outlaws. However, they will play the Outlaws next week. Mm -hmm. If they can get a nice win this week and then, let's say, beat the Vegas team by maybe 20 next, they still got a shot. Although it's a slim hole. A shot. That 49, uh, 49 uh, I'm point thing. I'm trying to sell you yeah, I'm not buying that for a minute. But <laughs> we'll see how they do today. But today's going to be interesting. If they do get the yardage and you do get the point, it's going to be up to Jim Druckenmiller because they're running backs. They've got four of them. But guess what? Three are broken. So, well, partially broken. We'll probably we'll wait, probably see mostly a passing attack today from Druckenmiller. And uh, on the other side, I would imagine Tommy Maddox will match up with him probably uh, pass well, or pass. Bob, certainly nobody's been hotter in the XFL than Tommy Maddox, who leads the XFL in virtually all of the key passing categories. Mm -hmm. And he's been red hot, particularly over the four-game win streak. Absolutely. He has found his receivers in Copeland and McDonald. If they start covering, covering those guys, double covering those guys, he has other receivers. But you see that he's mistake, virtually mistake-free with only one interception. And he has been so terrific all year. As you look at Jim Druckenmiller, he came on for uh, Marcus Crandall early in the year. He's got one of the yeah. best arms in the league, no doubt. You know, when he first came into the league, they thought he was kind of immature, but he's really come along. They said he spends a lot of time in meeting rooms now, extra time, watching film, learning to be a quarterback, and I think it's paying off on the field. No one's ever questioned the big arm from Jim Druckenmiller. No. For more of the acts, let's go down to Sarah Kipps, Kip Lewis, and Coach Kippy Brown. Well, Coach Kippy Brown, you guys still have an outside shot to get into the playoffs, but you're running into a Los Angeles team that's on a roll. What's your biggest concern today? 
Well, we've got to take care of our business. We've got to play as well as we can play, not turn the ball over, and then make plays when they have opportunities. You have a depleted running back core coming into this game. Does that put too much pressure on your passing game? Well, no, we just have to do what we do. We're going to run the football and uh, hopefully be successful, but uh, turnovers and mistakes are usually a determinative factor in the ball game. All right, Coach, let's go to the other sidelines where Lee Rareman is standing by with Coach Al Luganville. Coach Luganville, you've clinched a playoff spot. Your team is relatively healthy. Why not just coast into the playoffs and almost mail it in today? That's not the way this league's made, and uh, <laughs> we have too much respect for Kippy and this football team to do that. We'll play hard. Well, and, and does the fact that Memphis spanked you pretty good in, on your home field week four, does that weigh heavily on the minds of your players? Kicked our butt physically. What about that 2,500? I know these guys were talking about it on the sidelines a minute ago. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll play hard. Al Luganville said one time this year his team has been beaten physically at both sides of the line, and it was against the Axe, and Bob, he made that point quite clear mm -hmm. to his players as if they didn't know it already <laughs> this week. Yeah, Jose Cortez will kick it off for the extreme. I was going to say, a reminder once in a while does wonders, especially in a, in a good situation where you're trying to get yourself some home field advantage. Kevin Cobb at the goal line brings it up to the 20 and gets to the 23. He was taken down by uh, Ronnie Carpenter. And Memphis will start it off at the 23. Well, like we said before, they've got some injuries to the running back situation in uh, in Memphis. Rashawn Salon was their starter. He Let's had go, a shoulder baby. injury. Yeah, uh, Brent Moss stepped Second in. Tempo. He got right Nick. Sanford uh, is Nick. Bo Morgan is, is basically one of the only guys that, that is kind of injury-free. So we're probably going to see a lot of Jim Druckenmiller. Set over. Right over. over. Druck handing out Bo Morgan, the versatile back. Nothing doing there. Stopped quickly. And the first battle on test of wills on the line was certainly going to L.A. But, of course, uh, four weeks ago, L.A. was taking on Rashawn Salam, one of the best running backs in the league. Now they take on Bo Morgan, a guy with a lot of heart, but certainly not the same skill as Rashawn Salam. Exactly. He's a smaller guy, comes out of the Air Force Academy. Yeah, he played a little bare ball, but, uh, you know, 5'9", 200-pound. Isn't the guy who's going to bust his, bust his butt for some extra yardage. Well, was on the Cowboys practice squad as a quarterback in the NFL. Druckenmiller, hey, he's going to fight him into the goal. Druckenmiller, 40 to 50. And Jim Druckenmiller, who's 6'4", 240 pounds, has just scampered for a gain of 42 yards. He was looking downfield to Daryl Hobbs. Wow. But he was uh, held up by, the, by one of the coverage guys. He saw that then the Miller saw the middle of the field wide open. And as you can tell, I, guess, I, I can't say that. As I say, as you can tell, he's not much of a runner, but he hey. just picked up a ton of yardage and proved, proved that he could do it. I couldn't tell by that run. You have a very high standard, I guess, Bob. 42-yard pickup. Druckenmiller, he can throw, we know that. Ball dropped by Charles Jordan, who was really rammed by Del McGee and Jordan appears to be down after the hard hit. And he might be hurt. Uh, he's one of the receivers, one of the tough receivers they've got. Zero Homs, Charles Jordan. And uh, it sounds to me like he's kind of got the wind knocked out of him a little bit. Get these soda pads off. Jordan's been the favorite receiver of Druckenmiller over the last few weeks. Why 
would he want the shoulder pad off? Well, he's right on, Marvin. Big time. Is a shoulder injury there? No, no, I've got a feeling that from the what he sounded like, I've heard that sound many times in the field. Yeah. You get the wind knocked out of you. It's that very short, choppy breath where you just can't. The, the diaphragm starts to spasm. You can't take a deep breath. And there you saw the helmet right into the rim. So definitely got the wind knocked out of him. And, you know, the, at that point, you know, when you're fighting for your breath, everything feels like it's constricting you, including the jersey and the shoulder pad. McGee was on the coverage, but it was Juan Long who made the hit and injured Charles Jordan. That's nothing new for Long. Knocked out Jeff Brom back in week seven, separated shoulder of the Orlando quarterback. Juan Long, once again, you start the game just sending a powerful message. It was last time, House of Pain, I bring the pain. I'm back home, my field, my house. Do you have any roommates? Right, the receiver. What's it like living with this mean mother? guy. <laughs> He's kidding me. Well done. I think we got the picture. I think we got the picture. A lot, of, a lot of injuries. This Memphis team has really been suffering the injuries. Uh, as you remember, we talked about Charles Jordan, Darrell Hobbs, but it was also uh, Kevin Prentice, the wide receiver. It was a big, big factor for them early. He goes down. We already told you about the three running backs, Salam, Cooper, and Moss. So they have uh, a lot of their primary people have been down and out. And they've had to, to really focus everything around dropping those. Well, I think what you called it originally, Bob, is exactly what happened. Is Jordan is getting up now after being able to catch his breath. Yeah. And he looks to be okay after that vicious hit by Juan Long, yeah. who lives here in Memphis, Tennessee, went to Mississippi State. You learn to recognize the sounds that people make. You know, there's certain sounds they make when the wind's knocked out of them. There's certain, certain sounds they make when they, they're like whiny little punks and they're babies. And you know, Why are you, you looking at me? I'm not looking at you. You are. You're looking right at me. I was just talking to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Second and ten, Druck throwing a little short, but it's caught by Shaheen Arnold. We should pick up. No, they were saying it was off the grass. Oh, looks like he might have. Uh, if Arnold was a shortstop, that would have been a beautiful play. But they got him a little bit down the ground. You know, what we're probably going to see because of Bo Morgan being the running back, the only running back truly healthy. We're probably going to see a lot of the so, short passes. It's off and right done. Deep base right. L.A. special X read on one. Ready to move over here. I see Tony Charles Jordan coming back in after you get the wind knocked out of him. Jordan has 37 catches. Fourth in the league. He's also second in yardage with 686. Mentally, he's going to have, have to get over that hit. That leaves a memory, believe me. Ricky Parker is man-to-man -man on Jordan. Drop looking Jordan's way, and he fires at the Roosevelt Potts. Or the gain up near the 31-yard line. Looked like he might have had Jordan deep. Had he wanted to go there, well, that's the boat Morgan out again. I tell you what, the, the pressure really affected his vision. He saw Todd short and decided to dump the ball off, but but he did. He had Jordan uh, deep. They ran a nice uh, nice X route. He wanted down the sidelines, had him wide open. But like I said, pressure affects your vision and makes you want to just dump it wherever you can get it off. Look at that, look at that. Just runs it. Kind of a, somewhat of a pick. Oh, the picks are illegal. So that wasn't truly a pick. Right around the linebacker, Rico Mack. And Al Lugerville told me yesterday, not very happy with his linebacker play. As Morgan running, again, nothing doing. Long, long again. What's makes the stop. I told you? One out of uh, Mississippi State. Now, you wouldn't think with a tough guy like this, uh, a science that's what he got his degree. I don't know even know what, what is called. Somebody's got to kill the chicken. Not very happy with his 
when you when you look at the, the, uh, the conversion, the two-point conversion, where they have to run it in, most teams only have like two plays, only like two plays that they work on. Here in the XFL, because there is no kicking, you know, the, the Memphis team, for example, they have five different plays that they work in. You know, they try to add in more variations because basically you're talking about defenses in the NFL that actually have to game plan for this specific play. It happens every single week. It's going to happen. You're going to face it. Here's, let's check it again, the touchdown. You see McGee uh, in L.A. on the L.A. side. McGee comes out and crosses right in front of him. McGee giving him a little bit too much room. Bad angle of pursuit. Wide open, Charles Jordan. Good thing with Jordan, too. After that hit he took early, you know, you, you worry about mentally, you know, is he going to be into it? You know, is he going to be worried about taking the hit? We used to call it, uh, if a guy was didn't like being hit or if he was afraid of being hit, we used to call it, he could say he could hit it. He could hear a cat sipping milk in 100 yards. You know, they start to hear every little thing. They panic, but you can see McG or Jordan right back into the fray. He only heard the crowd roaring with that 22-yard touchdown catch. It's his third team of the year. Hobbs is in motion. Picked up by Parker. Rock rolling to the right side. In traffic throws. He was too high. He had Arnold. He had Jaheen Arnold open. He threw it over his head. And the Axe again cannot convert on the extra point. But they too take the early jump here at the Liberty Road. Chicago enforcers and the New York Hitman. Archie rotates down in favor of Jeff And you shall receive. There's the comeback. Gentlemen, Birmingham's playoff hopes are still alive. Real simple for them. They got to win tonight. There's a backward pass. So Derek Clark's late score giving Orlando the win moments ago. Charles Jordan after the touchdown catch heading off to get something checked out. They were, uh, Craig, they were checking up along his ribs. And then one of the things, too, I noticed checking his sternum because that uh, one long helmet caught him right about dead center in the chest. And, and we've seen a couple of guys over the last season's NFL football, a couple of sternum shots with cracked sternums. Uh, difficult injury to come back from. Not the thickest part of the shoulder pad no. either, is it? No, it's just where the laces are, and right. boy, you can take a pop there. Michelle squeaking down the sideline, somehow found some room. They get out near the 35-yard line. Vermont Lawless made the stop to push him out, and L.A. will start with good field position after the early miscue by Maddox, something he has not done in recent weeks. Well, we told you before the game, 11 touchdowns, only one interception. Uh, really have been Texas making the sales. right choices. As I said before, though, it was pressure. That and a, and a high snap, I think, that really made him hurry that throw before he saw Sawyer coming into position. 48! 48! Maddox firing over the head of McDonald. is incomplete. John Williams was defending. Guy's sitting in there. There's a guy sitting right there. 49. Here we go. Let's go. Pipe Twin Haley, 49. I want right. Pipe Twin Haley, 49. 
They're gonna run it. Go! Crowd, yeah. Move to the left. Head off to Saladin McCullough, first carry of the game. Following his blockers for a gain of five yards. Well, you know, if, if all else fails, the one guy that we have uh, failed to mention in the discussion of the quarterback has been McCullough. Saladin McCullough has been a guy that Saladin McCullough has really come onto the scene for these guys. A couple of weeks ago, starting to really pound his way into the Atlanta scrimmage, proving that not only can he, he has the speed to, to find the hole and find an opening, but he also got some, some toughness. Freeman just two touchdowns running in the first five weeks. Since then, McCullough has taken over, and he has four TDs over the last three games. Maddox looking for some room. No receivers open. He's firing in there to McDonald. Wow. Great effort by going on McDonald to dive, and not only grab it, Bob, but dive ahead for, the, I believe, the first down. See where they spot it. Well, I'll tell you what, Rico Clark made a play on that ball, and I thought he might have had it, but McDonald, great concentration, incredible concentration to hold on to that. Personal foul, roughing the passer, 92 defense. Penalty is 15 yards from the end of the run. First down. And that's a read hit with the penalty after the throw. You see him there, 92, right in the middle. He comes out, he's chasing him. We didn't see it, which pretty much means that it was a late hit. You can check it out here. You'll see him come out late from the outside. Yeah. Speaking as a uh, an old nose tackle myself, if you have to run that far, we usually work only in the middle, and as uh, Howie Long used to call it, the phone booth. If you have to run that far, you got to hit something. <laughs> well, yeah, even if it costs you 15. Yeah. Well, you know, you yell that later. McCullough gets inside the uh, 35, down to the 34. He's already the sixth leading rusher in the XFL. You heard him say empty, no backs in the backfield, five wide receivers. Go! Jim Barker, the offensive coordinator for L.A., the voice you're hearing, the quarterback, Tommy Maddox. Maddox over the middle, wide open, has Damon Gibson. Inside of the 25, Gibson, of course, the big spark a couple of weeks back in our mm -hmm. game on TNN against Orlando, mostly on special teams. Oh, bringing back, running back the punts beautifully. That time, though, they put five wide receivers out wide and dump it over the middle. Got to, you know, you spread out your coverage people all over the field. Hopefully, get it a guy like Gibson will give him a little, Charlie, little room to run, but the coverage was, was good and tight, so he had no yards after the catch. Or yak. Go! Got to have the yak. 48! Some of the leaders in yards after catch in this game, both teams. McCullough has room on the left side. Has the 20, taken down by Jackie Kellogg. Two minutes! Gain of six on the play. Good cutback. Kellogg uh, flowing over there to make the play, but if you are defense, you can hear what they're saying. It's too many. It is too many. That's a trip. Rocket Florida special two on one, right? Tommy Maddox, Go. only one interception in his last 134 attempts. 48! That earlier against Sawyer. Fires, complete to Copeland, who slipped at the 15th. Right near the first down. Jermaine, out of uh, the Tennessee area, went to Tennessee, starred for the Vols National Championship team, thought he would wind up playing for the Axe, but Memphis wound up 
until Texas Flex. Nash, and they actually allocated locally, not knowing that Marcus would go to the NFL, and they lost their shot at Copeland and wound up in L.A. Oh, we're watching an L.A. team, and this is what they do to you, Craig. We've seen them before. They just pound it away, pick up a little of the time, whether it's a run to the pass. Which game by McCullough, one of the things that favors of Copeland is his dance in the end zone, a dance that quarterback Rico Clark does not want to see today. Can't stand it. And if they try to do it here, I might have to go in there and break it up. Uh, I can't see them doing that little dance out here on my field like that. Uh-uh. Not happen. So get ready. Get ready to rumble. There's Rico Clark. Does not want to see the dance from uh, Jermaine Copeland. Maddox in traffic trying to buy time. Intercepted oh. again. This time Tyrone Bell. Poor pass by Maddox. And Tyrone Bell is still going. He this is Rico Clark. Clark might do some dancing after this play. He's still going. Juking and jiving to the 43. And the XD comes up big again. Bell makes the catch. Rico Clark makes the run. Once again, it's pressure on Maddox to force him to make the bad throw. He just squeaks it off. And I don't know how you can't see Tyrone Bell, 6'3", 210, hanging out in front of the receiver. For a nice dish, too, by Bell to Clark. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing an L.A. extreme team that we have not seen since the beginning of the season. Sloppy, forcing the play, and giving the X a life here with slim playoff hopes. Our score here in Memphis is the Act 60 Extreme Zip as we pause for a timeout. Let's take this look at New York linebacker Ron Murkerson, a great example of the U.S. Army's victories in life. Uh, in 1998, um, I was diagnosed with anterior compartment syndrome uh, in both of my lower legs. Uh, they had to perform a, a procedure to release the pressure from, from uh, my muscle compartments in my lower legs. This was something that was rare in football players. I didn't have a lot of answers and didn't know if it was gonna turn out the way that everyone hoped it would. It makes me appreciate the fact that, you know, no matter what happens, um, that I'll be able to keep pushing through and everything will work out. Everybody's gonna know me before I leave here today. Everybody's gonna know me. Tyrone Bell is going Mississippi. That's all crazy, baby. From Mississippi as well with the North Alabama. Sixth round pick of the San Diego Chargers a couple of years ago. The both teams and all the teams around the XFL littered with players with NFL experience, including Jim Druckenmiller fires to Daryl Hobbs, a six-year NFL veteran, and he makes the catch out of the Los Angeles, California. Hobbs a gain of seven on the play. I just saw Hobbs on the field uh, before the game. He was uh, kind of a resident of my old team, the Raiders, so yep. we kind of hung out a little bit there. He's still playing, and I'm sitting up here with you, <laughs> which I'm enjoying immensely. How things change. Mike 50. Uh, he laughed Mike 59. He said, Send blue 80. Second and four. Blue 80. And up to Sanford, his first handoff of the game. Gaining a few yards, he's close to the first down. Darnell McDonald, both receivers taking shots here. Jordan from Memphis, McDonald limped off, and they're looking at his ankle. I believe on the used to be on the right side of his foot. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's a crown. Let me see if I can get it again. Hold on. 
hoping it's a crimp. Darnell, a big factor. He's had touchdowns in seven of the eight games he's played in. And his eight touchdown catches leads the XFL Mike this 59, year. Mike 59! He's having a hard time getting any kind of pressure at all on that foot, so it's going to be, uh, unless it tightens up on him a little bit, he's going to have a hard time drops. any kind of pressure. Fires complete. That's the danger of the Axe offense. Darrell Hobbs inside of Ricky Parker. And, you know, when you got an experienced quarterback and good wideouts, even with the loss of the talented Kevin Prentice, it's a tough offense to defend. That's right, and these guys, like I said, they, they are starting to match up pretty well together. We talked about Druckenmiller having a little bit of problem as far as throwing the ball a little high. Well, it seems like he's getting into place. In fact, there have been a couple of low ones, and they're getting right down. Ricky Parker in coverage. Ball nicely thrown to the outside of coverage. Good catch by Hobbs. Dr. Miller pitching to Sanford. Patrick Sanford. Oh, look at go! Yeah. At the 10! Yeah. Touchdown! Maniacs Patrick Sanford! Wow. Hey, 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 hey. No Rashawn Salam, no Brent Moss. And right now it's a case of who cares for the axe because Patrick Sanford has rumbled into the end zone 30 yards of the axe. Have a 12-0 lead and what a hole. Bob Golick, you could have run. Yeah, well, well they, maybe that much. They, they came, well, maybe not, yeah. They came with a strong run blitz and backside guy just over-pursued. Sanford cut it back and was wide open. Rock throwing, oh, made it look easy. Daryl Hobbs, hey, which team is the hottest I don't in know. the XFL? Parker just turned absolutely the wrong way on that one. Hobbs didn't even have to work for it. Here, you'll see the right here on the touchdown. side. He cuts it back. The defense had over-pursued. Everybody had gotten upfield. Stafford with nowhere to go except the end zone. Well, the Memphis Maniacs, all of a sudden, their playoff hopes looking a lot better now. They're up 13-zip. Back in Memphis, 13-zip acts. No one around the league has ever questioned the talent in the field. Hey, I've had trouble. Now, some have questioned the mindset of this <laughs> fellow right there. But not the talent in the field. Jeff Hall, short kick picked up by Rochelle at his own 15. On a final pole, gets up to the 30-yard line, Bob. Hey, Chris, a lot of talent on the X, but uh, today they're executed. Let's take a look at this. You're going to see a run blitz. The two bottom defenders, you're going to see them on the line of scrimmage. Run blitz. They're going to over-pursue up into the line of scrimmage too far where they can't get free to make the play. You see you see them run back. There's nobody back on the backside to come back and make that play. Beautiful blocking downfield. We've talked about that before. Uh, the wide receivers in the XFL I'm very impressed with, and especially today, Memphis blocking very well downfield for their, their running backs. Dramatic eight passes, two picked off today. After just one and 134 over the middle. Complete Copeland has some room. He gets away from a tackler and gets the first down before D.J. Cooper nose guard finally brought him down you know for Maddox now I mean he can't he cannot panic about this you know, only one one interception coming in you know he's got two more today he cannot panic now cannot worry about it he's got it what they've got to do is they've got to give him protection because it's it's him being hassled it's him having to throw with his feet not set that's giving him the, the blurred vision the, you know the bad vision of the defenders there's McCullough 
where it's really sparked the L.A. offense, uh, adding a running weapon they had yeah. not had early in the year, a gain of five. And right now, with thir only down 13 points, there's no reason just to go attack the running, uh, the passing game. Use McCullough. He's a guy that gives you a great that balance here. Right? The ball was already back inside. Look, when he tossed it, Allen was the first quarter winds down. Talking with the defense, which has been a problem along with miscues from the normally reliable Tommy Maddox. Boy Sawyer, one pick to set up a touchdown for the Axe, and the other one was picked off by Tyrone Bell. Both, like I said, both times Tommy Maddox hassled. Bad choices to receivers. One reason the LA Extreme are six and two, Second in the league in the turnover ratio at plus eight. Today, though, minus two at the two picks. Memphis, big reason they're three and five, Bob, minus nine. In fact, they only had nine takeaways all year. Today, two big picks leading to 13 points, and that's been the difference in the game. You know, a lot of people don't look at the giveaway takeaway ratio, but it is one of the biggest one of the biggest numbers that you look at in success of the team. They only had four interceptions. Poorly oh, thrown again. They only had four interceptions all year. And they've already got two here today against the best passer in the XFL. Well, I'll tell you what, they only had a third one there. <laughs> that ball was just floated right in and uh, had the defender not lost their footing. That would have been another interception. Quick drop by Maddox. They were just off target. Tommy's out of Shreveport, Louisiana. His parents are here. Went to dinner with them last night. They're at the game here at the Liberty Bowl today. Play action. Oh, good ball there to Copeland. And Jermaine Copeland has it inside Axe territory at the 43. Boy, that was a nice run. And again, we talked about chemistry between receivers and quarterbacks. He was sitting in. Copeland, that is, was sitting in between Here we go. about three defenders as they all kind of closed in on him. That ball was well, nicely down, thrown in. Good, good energy behind it. Jermaine telling us he has 15 family members here. At the game, very well known to fans around here. Go. Star for the Volunteers National Championship team, McCullough, on the handoff. Gets inside the 40. Tough break here going into the playoffs. What's the injury, and when will we be back? Um, I don't know. I think I tore my calf muscle, and I am being, I'm not coming back today. What about uh, going next week or into the playoffs? I don't know. I don't know. Well, that is a tough one. Wow. I, have, I have torn my calf muscle a couple of times, and... Uh, I'm telling you what, a, one of the first things you have to do is stop the bleeding. 49. A lot of internal muscular bleeding, and uh, the leg would probably swell up about twice its normal size. Really? McCullough driving forward inside the 35, down to the 32. Well, it's, it's, it's a long process for, for that, and for McDonald to come yeah, back, it's going to be tough. They, they, they can't stop the bleeding, they'll have to stop itself. Depending on the severity of the tear, they'll have to then get the swelling down. It just takes a long time. You know, for a grunt down in the, in the line of scrimmage, down in the trenches, yeah, you know, you can go tough it out. And for a wide receiver, he's got to go make the cut. It's going to be tough. Big loss for L.A. is, again, McDonald leads the league in touchdown catches with eight. 32 catches on the year. And they've been relatively healthy all year long. Compared to a lot of teams. In motion, a little fake, Copeland. Not blocked though, but he still made the catch! And then he, well, they're gonna give him the reception! Oh, he was man. hit hard by Jackie Kellogg, who does not like the call, but Copeland 
somehow hung in there and appeared to maybe drop it as he hit the ground. I think that might have been a good call, Bob. I think it was a good call. Copeland came out and, uh, and he, he, he caught him in motion. They tried to do a pump fake. Did not fool them at all, but uh, right, the ball was right on target. And again, the ball didn't pop out until he hit the ground, so that was a good reception. Or his foot did not hit the ground. Well, if the, if the, if the, if the defenders knock him out of bounds, then, it's, right, then speed in bounds is a moot point. Know. Taken by Shante Carver there. Good play after the gain of three. Extreme trying to answer here. With the ball. Well, you know, we watched the last time the Extreme had the ball. They drove down the field just like this. They, they hold us. You know, they hold us. You know, they can't block us, so they hold us. They don't come down the ball and you give. It's too damn important. It's got to get right. Everybody didn't come down with the ball, though. He was arguing the catch by Copeland. Remains going to go in motion here. Little fake, and they're going to head off to McCullough. Kellogg got a piece of him in the backfield. Jackie Kellogg. It's going to mean a lot. I've uh, got about 19 of my family members coming down, and uh, there's going to be a lot of friends coming. So um, I'm looking forward to getting back, stepping on my soil, where I was born and raised, that sweet country place, big state, Tennessee. I'm happy to get back. Uh, something I look forward to. I can't wait to get there. Renee Copeland would love to do a dance here. Big third and 13, Maddox on the roll. He's got a man in Gibson. Gibson inside the 15. Oh. Oh. Not enough for the first down. They're going to have to bring on the incredibly reliable Jose Cortez, the hottest kicker in the XFL, and try and get three out of this. Well, this is, uh, like I said, we dro they drove down this time. Last time they made this kind of drive, the interception shut them down. They're going to be happy to get any points right now as they uh, settle for the three. Three more field goals last week. He made seven straight, 17 out of 21, and he's hit 16 of his last 17. With the shoe on, Jose Cortez from 31. Good up. It's good again. Number eight straight for Jose Cortez. And our score in Memphis, the Axe leading 13 to 3. Back after these messages and a word from your local station. There he is. <laughs> and there they are. Shin Yamada from Osaka, Japan. He won the uh, top amateur league over there. Gentleman by the name of Tom Prada knows Kippy Brown. Called Kippy about him. He's considered the best player in Japan. He flew to Vegas January 10th after the Japanese season. Made the team. He hits hard. Good special teams guy. Backup linebacker. He was also the first Japanese player to ever play a NFL game. NFL Kick goes out of bounds. And that'll bring up the flag. Here's Cortez's kick. And nice grab. Hey, nice snack, kid. <laughs> Where's he going? He's gone. <laughs> he's at the he's at row B. He goes to row D. Good move around. Nice. There. Like David Gibson making the moves out there. The family brings the ball out to the 40. What kick there by Cortez. Very short, it only went 45 yards and out of bounds. Not much of a win factor here, a little bit. 
Nice 55 degree day in Memphis, Tennessee, the Mid-South. The axe keeping swim play off up to a to take off again. One long trying to catch up to him and drop the tough dude. Is he? Wow. Inside the 45, he runs pretty well for a 240 pounder. <laughs> you know, I didn't think he did, and I, I, my apologies to you, Brooke. You're moving well, and I'm telling you what, not only is he moving, he's not sliding. Juan Long couldn't catch it, wasn't 46. Juan Long tried to make the play. He kicks out of it. Instead of sliding for safety, 17-yard gain, he goes down ahead. All right, here they get the extra yard at six foot four. Don't feel like six five though. Isn't he like two forty? He's not your typical so quarterback. I left, left zip. Sung is back in college at Virginia Tech. They had a press competition. And he did among other things. Timeout, timeout. Put a harness around him and dragged a Volkswagen. And he had his agent send that to the NFL and say, hey, can you hear a typical little quarterback back there? Truck right now leading the to a 13-3 lead. Call ATT for collect calls. You're on. Here's your chance. The Axe fans, their final home game of the regular season has been a disappointing overall season because of the record. Four weeks ago, they were just like LA after beating the extreme at two and two. Since then, have lost three or four. Injured running back Salam out now, but Truck looking good today. He throws a little short there. He did have his receiver, Charles Jordan. And it's incomplete. Well, big game tonight coming up on UPN at 7 o'clock. More XFL action. And it is a huge one in Vegas tonight. San Francisco at Las Vegas. The winner moves into the playoff spot, and the loser is out. However, there is a contingency if the San Francisco Demons should lose both their games. Then, of course, Memphis still has the outside shot. But the other point is, most importantly, losers out, right? And the winner will take control with that one game to go and have a good shot at the spot. Flag is down on the run. Stanford and Memphis has moved down that point differential down to 39. He's going to hold on 69 blue right here at the spot, Captain. That looks like Isaac Davis is being hit with a uh, holding call. You want it third? Right hand or second and 20? Right behind the scrimmage, Joe. Did you heard? Third and 10 or second and 20? Yeah, they get you know, you, I'll tell you how to do it. The down or do you want a second and 20? You can give him a down back, but you, you put him back out of field position. Again, the loser of tonight's game out. Memphis needing a win to stay alive. And they also need San Francisco to lose that game tonight. If the Demons win, they will have wrapped up the playoff position. So remember, it's, it's, they have to, Memphis has to win the next two tonight right. and next week. San Francisco has to lose tonight and next week. And then they have to make up that 49-point point differential, which is now down to 39 points. Down to 39. They need the Vegas win, too. So they're hoping for a Vegas, if you can have the best-case scenario, one-point win yeah. for, for the Outlaws. Curtis Eason is down for L.A. We will step aside and come back with more of that for the second quarter. Memphis by 10. Curtis Eason being attended to on the bench of the L.A. Extreme. have already had a tough loss. It needs to be calf muscle torn by receiver Donald McDonald out for this game and who knows the rest of the way. Now Eason out. Tucker Miller fires wide open as Jordan. And the extreme having trouble handling the very speedy 
And capable receiver Charles Jordan. Stuckey made the stop. We told you it'll be a big day for Brock, and he proved it. So far, he leads the uh, rushing today. Two carries, 53 yards. And for the most part, he's been right on target with his receivers. You see here the aggressiveness, not going for the slide, putting the head down to pick up the extra yardage. He definitely wants to get this win. Jim, not one of those kids who always played quarterback. In fact, he told me his mom did not want him playing football. He played soccer till about the age or ninth grade, and his dad said, hey, how about football? Throws complete to Bo Morgan, but he started in football as a linebacker running back. His uncle, Dennis Oncotz, is an All-American linebacker at Penn State, and he has that kind of mentality. You think of him more of a, yeah. of a rugged type guy. Finally, at a camp at Penn State, That's he was job, football camps. Jim hey, Caldwell, the quarterback job. coach of the Indian Lions, saw him throwing, mm -hmm. and year after year, he got better and better. And that turned to quarterback. Well, you know what? The, the way quarterbacks are taking the beatings in all the pro leagues now is getting to the point where you better start breeding some big, big quarterbacks that can take care of themselves. Especially the XFL. Jeff Hall with a booming punt. It is a beauty. The Godson down at the uh, five is Gibson. Gibson trying to find some room. He turns the corner and gets up to the almost the 15-yard line before he was... 34-yard punt, seven yards return, and that was all Gibson on that return. He was cornered down there. Boy, did he find a way of at least getting himself out of the shadow of that goal line. XFL and NBC, the Extreme and the Demons at the L.A. Coliseum. Again, this game has been moved from your initial schedule to Saturday, so fans out in California, make your plans to head down for that big battle next week. The Extreme, the Demons, first place could be on the line in that game. At the L.A. Coliseum, it's Saturday at 8 o'clock. Join us, of course, on NBC for the action. And in person, if you can make it out to the Coliseum. For No Cal versus Southern Cal, the Extreme and the Demons. Next week in the regular season finale for two teams that both hope to be a big part of the playoff picture. And it's in the air! And Marvin Thomas, the left hand, did not see it because it was there for the taking. And he picked it up. Nobody saw that ball because that thing was floating up there for a long time. And that could have been a touchdown for, for Memphis had they seen that ball take off. Watch him as he get his hands up. Boom. Spat that baby up. Oh, got the shot in on Maddox, too. <laughs> that could have been called, Bob. Uh, it could have been killed. I mean, yeah, that was a little bit extra. I don't know why they didn't call that. But he's uh, a defensive lineman. I got to side with him. 48! <laughs> Maddox man over the middle is McCullough wide open covering way on the play by Paris Lennon in this half the season the torn hat he's back in and has played well according to Kippy Brown well they got it down to a 10 point differential here and the one thing that LA has been able to do all day has been able to move the ball they've got five, go, just, just go, under six down. minutes to 12, move this ball down right? the length of the field and hopefully strike and uh, get themselves a little bit closer. They've been able to do it. If they can keep the pressure off of Maddox, 48. keep Maddox from making those mistakes. Third and 48. four. LA second on third down conversions, almost 42% this year. One of the proud stats for Luka, the flag down. And McCullough gets it. He has the yardage, but there is a flag down. He's going with a 50, and down to the 42 of Memphis. Dragged down by Rico Clark, but again, the flag down, and it's good. He's coming back and will be holding against that Saladin McCullough is going to hate life right about now. 
but not any more than the, the big offensive linemen that were holding who didn't actually even move from the line of scrimmage. Everybody else ran downfield chasing the play. The guys that were holding right. the play just both. stood there going, oh, geez, they're yeah, coming back. Yeah, you don't call me that. All right, all right. Yeah. And then half the distance. Is it just Both me, Bob, or is there only one ref in the XFL? And it's this guy right here. <laughs> he Holding. Does he do every game? 65 offense. Unsportsmanlike conduct. Number eight off defense. The 15-yard penalty will be accepted. The holding will be declined. David referee. Left guard number 64, Chris Breimer. Oh, oh man. A little bit of a hold <laughs> and a throw. And at the end, uh, the end of the play, when it was all said and done, you can hear one of the one of the umpires yelling about, "Hey, you know, don't talk to me that way." So obviously, uh, Maddox not happy with the call or not happy with the way things are being called out there. Gets himself hit with an unsportsmanlike. I'm not happy with the score either at 13-3. That's a huge game for LA. Oh, so I was right. At six and two, trying to clinch. First place, guarantee the home game. They're already in the playoffs. However, they're still holding out some hope that they can grab the overall home field if they can win two and see Orlando lose next week in their finale at Chicago. How about the enforcers of the big win last night making their playoff hope even brighter as McCullough is stopped in the backfield on third and long. And LA is going to have to punt. Well, that was a huge penalty. Getting them back, putting them back, the two penalties, the holding, negating that run, and what then the enforcement like they're going to be punting out of their own end zone. It should be very good, although LA's got a pretty good punter, they should be pretty good field position for Memphis. They may be able to get another score before halftime. Jaheen Arnold is the lone man back. They're going to try and block this as well. No, Fontaine, the best punter in the league, and a bit of a controversial story for some of the XFL coaches because he's actually listed as the third quarterback for the team. Go go you see it there with the left foot. But with only one man to get on Arnold, he's got some room inside the 45. Bubble, 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 bubble the ball. Bubble the ball. L.A. may have come up with it. Yes, the extreme have recovered it as Jaheen Arnold fumbled the ball. Damon Gibson recovered the ball. Now some pushing and shoving going on. Big break for L.A. with 4.17 to go. Another injured player down after this play. What happened here, Bob? They just cut it back. But you see the tackle. The, the helmet hits right on the ball. Ball pops loose. Uh, you know, it's the one thing to hold on to it. You're going to see the head. The defender's head coming in. Oh, no, he's got it's Aaron Johnson. He's got the I believe it was number 27, Eric Johnson, getting in, putting his helmet right on the ball, knocking it loose. Although Eric is down. If you saw him when they hit, he did have his head down, so he kind of had his, his neck compressed down, chin going towards the chest. They tell you when you're going to hit. You've got to hit with your head up. You've got to hit with your face up. The only time you can possibly hurt your neck is when you get your head down. So they're checking him out now. Hopefully he's, uh, he'll be okay. That's right from the first time you put the pads on. That's the first time. Basic axiom of football. Huh? Yeah, you get the, you, you hit somebody, you put the face on, whatever. You put the face between the numbers, you make the play. You do not put your head down. Four seventeen remaining here in the half at the Liberty Bowl in Memphis.
Eric Johnson got up and walked off after this tackle. You see Eric Johnson, 27. Do not put your head down. Do not put your head down. Then don't let your teammate kick in the back of the head either. Uh, but you see right there, he does force the fumble. But, uh, boy, that's, uh, that's going to take a toll on you. As you see, he gets his head down, gets it hit, twisted to the side. Luckily, his head was on the side of the ball. Yeah, it wasn't dead there. on. It wasn't dead on. It could have been much more serious. So Eric Johnson out of Idaho State appears to be okay for L.A. 48, big break for the extreme. They'll try to cash in instead of facing terrible field position. Oh, off the hands of Copeland. Incomplete. Anthony Marshall on the coverage. Could have been the axe at the 43, going in for three or six or seven more. Instead, the fumble and the extreme takeover. Eric Johnson. Bob Golick says that's one way not to tackle unless you want to hurt yourself. But you look like you're feeling better now. I am. I'm good. I'm good. You know. It's just one of those things that happens to everybody every now and then. So, hey, I'm back. I'll be back. But you got to be proud of yourself. You caused a fumble. Hey, that's, hey, I'm out there to complete. I mean, do something. You know what I'm saying? Get something back from my team. I'm, hey, I'll be back. McCullough wrapped up. Good play by Shante Carver. One of the best ends in the XFL. Shock on the offensive right end out of Stockton, California. Hey, uh, what's up with Lee throwing me under the bus? Hey, this is Bob Golick. said don't tackle that way. <laughs> Typical Rearman. He's nice, he'll man. He'll anybody out. <laughs> you got to call it out when you come out here. You've seen his act. I've seen it. I've caught his act many times. No, no, no. Rarely in his red pants, though. Yeah, we got we got a shot of Lee on the sideline there today. 48! He's selling popcorn. Nice throw. Rochelle has got it past the 50-yard line. Down to the 48. Tyrone Bell and man-to-man -man coverage just chasing Rochelle and right there with him. But again, good throw, good catch. I'm telling you what, you know, we're seeing when, when, when Maddox is hot. When Maddox is hot and he gets the ball in there, man, he can he can really throw that ball where it needs to be. Right across the middle, you see in the middle of your screen. So that'll bring up fourth down. I'll tell you what, though, we're only 10 points down. Can we get the ball first? Yeah, we get the ball first. Let's punt it. Punt it! Very solid thinking by the 55-year-old head coach. Good guy, Al Lukenville, in his 16th season as a head coach. And I think this is a pretty obvious decision here. You're in midfield, you don't want to get the axe great field position. If they're going to score, make them work their way down the field. Especially when their offense has been playing and producing the way that it has today. And they have the great punter in Prefontaine, the left punter. Look at this, a big play! And it goes out and out of bounds, and that is costly. And, you know, if it was a fake... Tinker Keck certainly didn't have any idea because he wasn't looking for the Take ball. Off out of bounds. Unless it was a shank. 14 in the kicking team. Ball is placed 10 yards in advance of where the ball crossed the sideline. First down. I think he was trying to he was trying to lob it into the corner where it could have been a free ball. But he yeah, just got to be on the same page with your mates if right. that's the case. I think he just did not catch as much of the ball as he'd wanted to. 
see what happened. Lee's down there. Noel, that didn't go quite the way you guys planned. What was the strategy there? Uh, we had a strategy. We were just trying to get in the corner and uh, hopefully recover the fumble, but uh, our hawk down here didn't, didn't see it, and that wasn't the greatest kick in the world. Well, it backfired because of XFL rules. It goes out of bounds. It comes up 10 yards from the spot there, and it didn't appear that Keck picked the ball up at all. No, so, he, he, he really shanked it a little bit. And the, the real, again, the, the penalty comes from, from the fact, Craig, that, you know, the, the, with the 25 yards, the right, ball go. to go 25 go. yards, right. you don't want Wait. guys, you yeah, don't necessarily want people to be shooting for that all the time. And we've got to give them a little bit something, a little bit of a penalty if they try to do that. Nice 51, nice 51. It's the key, too, Bob. They, they throw the coffin corner, hunting it all. They have to keep the ball in play. So the net gain was a lousy, what, about 13 yards. Jordan is crunched again. Well, they were at the 49 in Memphis. They only gained 13 with the penalty. Not what Al Luganville had in mind when he said, we're up by 10, let's punt it. Yeah. Like I said, it looked like they wanted to just kind of bounce into the corner and let somebody try and pick it up. Maybe bring up the fumble. Got a little fancy there. I mean, you got the best punt in the league. Why not just boom that one and knock him down deep? That would seem to be the thought. Well, let's see. 155. Maniacs have just one timeout to go. Plenty of time on the clock. He's going to run. That was a set play. And he got it only a couple of yards. Not quite go. sure what they had in mind there. Got a player down, got a player down. His wrist. Bernard Williams is down. A lot of injured players so far in this game. Actually, the only injury of note really so far is the Darnell McDonald calf injury. He's out of the game. This end, this looks like it's his wrist. We'll have to see how extensive it is. Inside the last two minutes, a charge timeout as well. You know, Frank, I understand. I understand Jim Bruckenmiller running with the ball when he sees some open space. I still don't see him being a quick, a quick type of quarterback that you're going to have, that you're going to call a quarterback draw with. Yeah. You know, he's not the kind of guy that's got the quicks to, to make a couple of quick moves. Not break into the moves. open and do it. Right. Okay, take a look at the left tackle, number 74. His right wrist gets stuck underneath his body. And then another 300, 400 pounds landing on top of him. Chad Begee's falling on top of him. Tippy Brown is also the offensive coordinator. He's telling us yesterday he's going to make a change next year and not be so involved as the uh, play caller. He's more of a, technically the play caller of the team, he basically, he basically not the uh, coordinator. Let somebody else do the hard work. He'll coordinate it all. Well, he is the quarterback coach as well. And he just says he's taking too much so Dolphin right gun switch. of the offense. Dolphin right gun zip. Dolphin right gun zip. Oh, oh. zip. Mike 51, Mike 51. Mike George, assistant head coach and offensive coordinator for the Crawford is in motion, drunk back to pass. Firing on the middle, wide open is Hobbs. Hobbs with the 45, and And stole the ball by Lamont Evans. And he picked it up. Absolutely. Hobbs somehow lost control of the ball. Not somehow, that ball was absolutely stripped. 
just absolutely strips. Evans reached in and just pulled out. So Lamont Evans just pulled that ball out. You see on the replay, he just went in before before the mantis, before Daryl Hobbs went down. He specifically in stuck his hand on the ball. Check it out right here. Hobbs the 49. So a big turnover, and now L.A. all of a sudden at the 37 of the axe. And pressured is Maddox. He's driven to the ground, but he got it off the sound, Ian McCullough. And it was Shante Carver who took down Maddox hard, kind of resembling the shot he got in on Ryan Clement and knocked out the outlaw quarterback for a while early in the year. One more look at the strip of the ball. Watch this. Right at the end of the play, Levon Evans reaches in. He feels the ball in his hand. It's ripped. I, and I've seen guys try to do that on a regular basis. Everybody trying to get the ball taken away, but none. I haven't seen it work so effectively as that in a long, long time. Maddox hasn't taken a lot of clean hits this year, but he did on that play. Maddox firing, slide on it, another vicious hit. That one was on Damon Gibson. I believe it was Corey Sawyer on the interception in the first quarter. But look at the Shaka Carver who knocked out Clement early yeah. in the year. Take a look at the, the shot that uh, he gives to Maddox at the end, and that's just that's just a, a lot of weight coming down right on top of Tommy Maddox. Well, Shaka was telling us he plays football like a gladiator. Off for a couple of years. It's a first-round pick of the Dallas Cowboys back in 94. And won a Super Bowl with Barry Switzer's team in 95. Damon Dunn on the reception. Wide open. Making up for that last play, Damon Dunn coming across the middle. Two timeouts left for the extreme. They do get the slight stoppage of this. So the ball is placed. Box still is not gone. They got a good break there. Maddox looking. Sidearm. He is throwing it a little bit differently. I don't want to know if that hit by Carver affected his throwing, but he seems to be slinging it. Sidearm a little bit. He got up. He got up looking like he took a shot. Like it hurt a little bit. Didn't show uh, what it was. Didn't really indicate what it was. But uh, you might be right. He might be a little sore. Yo, dude, dude. Lens 16. I want right. Four wideouts. For Los Angeles, McCullough is the lone back on second and 10 with 27 seconds remaining in the half. They're already in field goal range. It'll be about a 42-yarder from here. Maddox fires that one. Dunn got it inside the 10, down to the 7. And he's going to call the timeout with 21 seconds to go. So the Memphis Maniacs, who showed you the turnover ratio early in the game, had two picks to set up scores have come back to form by giving the ball back twice here in the second quarter. That ball well thrown between two covers. Rico Clark and Tyrone Bell on either side. He made a nice catch. Good concentration. Well, football fans coming up at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on UPN. More XFL action tonight. The San Francisco Demons take on the Las Vegas Outlaws at Sam Boyd Stadium. The loser of the game out of playoff contention. Demons Outlaws coming up at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on UPN. And if San Francisco wins, that would also knock out Memphis regardless of what the Yanks do today. And that's because San Francisco would have the edge against the Yanks. You know, before, haven't beaten them two times this year. You know, before that little promo right then, talking about the game tonight, they showed Tommy Go. Maddox going to talk to Al Lugano. Actually, it looked like he reached into his pads and it was right shoulder. Maddox 
Lugenbill was telling me yesterday about that he gives his quarterback a lot of attaboys for throwing the ball away in a particular play. That That is a, a, a talent. That is a talent. To make that decision Shut to get rid of the ball, uh, it's, it's something Let's you can't teach these guys. Some of these guys look for the glory, want to make the play, but Craig, this is a time when McDonald would have been big for them. He was a big, big, was a big, big red zone receiver. Eight touchdowns this year. You see to make a lot of great touchdowns down in the red zone, but he is gone today. Trying to free up Copeland, who was looking no. at the official briefly. Rico Clark was I on Copeland. No, baby, no. Oh, you know better than that. Hey. Tongue. Hey. Why well, they go rocket too? They said they did that a long time ago. Let's go trip, trip, rocket, Florida special outlaw. I want to. Rico Clark is getting from not see Jermaine Copeland dance. In fact, he may take a penalty and break that up himself. But most importantly, he doesn't want to see him even score on it. And two defense there. 12 seconds left. Maybe time for two plays. Good defense again. It's complete. Rochelle could not hang on. He was not going to get in the end zone anyway. But they do have one timeout. And they're not going to waste any time here. You know, don't they have time to get one pass off? Eight got, seconds? They, without a doubt, they've got no, time sorry, to get a pass off. But it's four down. They're going to go okay. for the point, trying to get yeah. in. This is, uh, this is points that they didn't think that they were going to get. They had, Remember, they had lost the ball. They thought they were going to have an opportunity to drive it down. They lost the ball. But the great uh, play by Evans gets the ball back to him. and gets him an extra three points. 25 yard. 25 yard. goal is good for Cortez. And L.A. will take it. They're now within seven. It's a scrum in the end zone for the football. Oh, man. It is Fan Appreciation Day here at the Liberty Bowl. In fact, one fan, if the Axe wins, will share a $2,500 bonus. Somebody in this nice gathering at the Liberty Bowl where the fans have turned out. And very respectable numbers for the Axe in their inaugural season. Are we included in that? Uh... No. Oh, you will not. He's getting an attaboy. Tommy Maddox, struggle, struggle. You guys have struggled in the first half. What's going on out there? Well, they've come out and done some things well, and uh, we haven't adjusted to them. we got to go in at halftime, and the good thing is our defense has played well. We're still in the game, and we get the ball uh, first in the second half. So we just got to come out and put a good drive together. But a bad thing has to be the loss of McDonald, one of your star receivers. Well, yeah, but, uh, you know, we got to move on for that. We'll worry about that later. Uh, we hate that he's not out there with us, but uh, we got to pick up the pieces and go on. Now, one of the things that we got to remember here, too, a little stat. Memphis this year, the first half, hasn't had problems scoring points in the first half. 108 points they've scored the entire season. The second half has been Memphis's downfall. So far this season, the second half, they have only scored a total of 29 points. Only six points scored in the third quarter. On the kicking team, we'll have to wait and see what happens when the second half comes along. A delay of game as Jose Cortez so anxious to not wait for the whistle to actually kick the ball. I don't think I've ever seen that. Kickers always sit there and wait for the ref to blow the whistle and drop their hand. No, Jose did not speak English when he first went to high school, but he's doing much better now in paying attention. There's a lot of hand signals in football, too. Hard worker, this guy. Yeah. All you need is hearing, really, on this one. It's a whistle. And there it is. 
Final play of the first half. A good hands team. Taken back by Jim Kitts. And that'll wrap up an entertaining first half with the Axe leading by seven points. Well, Jim, you guys come out. Your offense converts two turnovers into 13 points. That was a good start for you guys. Yeah, but we have to eliminate our turnovers. You know, we've done some things that way to really let them back in the game. Uh, we're moving the ball well, just uh, with the finish a little better. What is it about this team? That's the one thing that's killed you guys all year, turnovers. You know, I wish I had an answer for that, but uh, I'll tell you what, we're going to play hard, come out the second half, whole new ball game. Jim Druckenmiller with a touchdown pass and a conversion pass, leading the Axe to the 13-6 lead here in Memphis. Kippy Brown meeting with some of his players. Off to a good start. They took the 13-0 lead, but could not score and then turned it over twice in the second quarter, but did not allow a touchdown at least. Cortez with two field goals and a seven-point lead as the Axe try to hang on to their playoff positioning, needing two wins and some help. A draining season for Al Luganville. He's going to be wondering a little bit what team has come out here today. Hottest team in the league had won four straight and have reverted back to their early season form a bit, but still very much in this game, now down by only seven. Big games as we wind up this XFL regular season. Last night's action with playoff implications in the East. We're in the New York state of mind, the Chicago Enforcers and the New York Hitman. For the Chicago Enforcers, not just a lot on the line, but everything on the line tonight. A loss in the Enforcers are done this season. Out of the playoff picture. Well, here we go, baby. Kevin McDougal trying to get rid of him. He's on that zone and a safety in there. First place for the scrimmage, just like that. McDougal on his back. Archie rotates down in favor of Jeff Aska, and you shall receive. Birmingham's playoff hopes are still alive, but it's real simple for them. They got to win tonight. That's great. Look out! And ball! He's tough! He's good! Quincy Jackson with a touchdown! The crowd got a man!
and take it to the house for you. If they need me to make a punt or, you know, get an interception, play on defense, I don't care. I'd do anything to get that money. I think any team can be beat. I mean, Orlando, they have the best record, but they're not the best team. No respect in the championship to be here in Orlando. What's it take to get some respect? I really don't care to think there's a favorite. I know we have a chance. That's all I'm concerned with. So anybody else, they're just in the way. We don't even care what kind of respect we get. Once we uh, cast that check and take home the trophy in the ring, you know, that's going to speak for itself. We're probably the one team that's maybe on a roll right now. We've won our last four, and, you know, people are starting to look at us as the favorites. Vegas just won't go away. Yeah, we just need to continue winning, attain the goal of the team. The money will be there, but it's, it's starting to loom pretty large in all of our minds. If you're in this, in this for the money, I start going to push you in the fourth quarter. I don't care what anybody says. It's a do-or-die situation. you got to go in there and win. You have to have change your mentality. And, and, uh, you know, you got to lay everything you have on the line. 
we win a million dollars is a great incentive. But um, I think even a greater incentive is everybody knowing in their mind and in their hearts that they won the first XFL championship game. In the spirit of pursuing that championship and the big bucks, Al Luganville moments to go to his team. You know and I know we've played absolutely horrible, and we're down by seven. Now let's go out and flip the... Start playing our type of football, okay? Don't stand around waiting for something to happen. Go out and make plays, starting with the opening kickoff. All right, now let's get a minute Upstairs, Craig Benavini with Bob Golligan. You got the flavor from Al Luganville. It was a throwback to the early in the season when the extreme were not forcing right. the issue and didn't play very well. And uh, as he said, though, they're only seven downs. The axe let them back in in the second quarter. Well, there, there's no doubt that they have the tools, they have the weapons that can do this. Seven points for them really isn't anything. But right now, Memphis seems to have the momentum. They have the defenses playing aggressively. If it's, uh, it's going to be up to Maddox to try to find a way to exploit that aggressive defense, and it's going to be up to the offensive line for Tommy Maddox to give him some protection. Maddox had only one interception in his last 134 attempts after six early in the season, but he threw two today in the first quarter. Again, first thing going to Corey Sawyer. Again, he was being hustled and harried by the defender. Charles Jordan with a touchdown pass at that interception. Again, hustled again. Interception. That leads once again to a long run. Nice cutback. Patrick Sanford took it in from 30. Make it 12-0. They got the conversion, and Shin Yamato liked what he saw as the Axe took a 13-0 lead. L.A. came back with two Jose Cortez field goals. One a gift after Hobbs lost the ball late yeah. in the uh, half to get back into the game. The halftime stats courtesy of Miller Lite. You take a look, and uh, both teams are two turnovers. The Maniacs with less time of possession, uh, although winning the game, they've been getting the ball in pretty good field position from turnovers uh, and the like, so they're not having to move the ball as well. There you see Shinyamata's parents hanging out in the... Uh, in the What's stand. he shooting? I don't know. He's probably got a pretty good zoom lens, getting a shot of his son. He must have one of those... We talked about, uh, about Shin Yamada being uh, well, the only the only Japanese uh, player to to, be, to make it in, in professional first football. one, yep. First one to play in an NFL game over there. And there's lots, there's and lots in, in Major League Baseball. Yeah, that's all that. Here's Ontario Rochelle. He's got some room on the left side. Look out! And he's taken down. Good open field tackle by Corey Sawyer, who's had a strong game. The former Seminole makes the stop. Let's look at these. Let's look at the halftime stats one more time, and uh, you see the rushing yards. We, you would expect a little bit more rushing from the Express with uh, the way McCullough has been running lately, and a little bit less from the Maniacs with the injuries to the running backs. But the Maniacs really are balancing out their attack much better, I think, than the than the Express had anticipated. You know, you're in Memphis, the home of the Fed Express, so I know what you're thinking. <laughs> oh, they are the extreme. As Maddox. Oh, that's it. <laughs> or just LA. Okay. Look out, Maddox taken down by Carver again. I think Carver knows the quarterback's name very well, up close and personal. And that's the second time in a matter of a few plays. Boy, Shante, you're right. At the end of the first half, Shante Carver came in and just drilled Tommy Maddox. Once again, you'll see him at the bottom of your screen. 
makes a move, hump move up underneath. Tommy Maddox just happens to be there. The extreme have been averaging over 30 points a game over the last four weeks. The most explosive offense in the league. They looked unstoppable, especially after putting 35 on the board against Vegas last week. Quick pass, Copeland, good hands, Copeland. Coverage by Johnson. Rico Clark over there. Craig, can you, you there? do you understand why they're not using McConnell? It just seems like the run yeah. game. And I, I would understand so it if they were felt like they had to come back and come back quickly and they were throwing the ball long. But they're not. They're throwing the short little dump passes, the little five-yarders, three-yarders, which essentially is what you do in a run game. Throwing the ball 26 times already in the game. 48 Open in motion, bothered at the line. Throw is short of the intended receiver, Damon Gibson, by Maddox. And again, Los Angeles will have to punt, not able to pick off the uh, halftime momentum from the coach and drive the ball downfield. Well, I told you before that head coaches don't usually talk that much at halftime unless they have something to say. Al, uh, <laughs> Al, Al, definitely, to say. Al definitely had something to say. Got the board going. <laughs> talk to the defense and the whole team. I got some, uh, I got some shivers down my back here. That. Noel Prefontaine will punt the ball again live after 25 yards. That would be the 44 of Memphis. Portal who fumbled in the second quarter on the return. will get it right where he stood at the 25. So he was watching the film. Well, up to the 34, and he's taken down. Let's take a look at the East playoff picture, Bob. The Orlando Rage, they have clinched the division. They can Chicago clinches with a win next week or a loss by New York, clinching a playoff spot. Now, the Hitman need a little help. They need to win next week at Birmingham in our game here in TNN and get a Chicago loss. The enforcer will be the host for the Rage. Birmingham out of it after blowing the game last night. Their sixth straight loss. It looked like they were going to beat the Rage, and it did not work out for Jerry Donato's Bolts. So they wind up next week being a spoiler team trying to put the dent in the Hitman game. Now, the Hitman play the early game. That game's going to be in the world to them. They'll have to win that and then watch the Orlando game over on UPN and hope that Orlando can knock off Chicago. What would help that cause, if you're a Hitman fan, is to have L.A. win here today because then Orlando would need that win to potentially secure home field. If you follow all that, you're doing very well. <laughs> You had me at hello. <laughs> because L.A. plays Saturday night. And uh, there, the game against San Francisco. It always gets confusing no matter what football we talk about. When it winds down in so many possibilities. But uh, the basics are L.A. and Orlando are in the driver's seat here. And you have a good shot at hosting at least. Mike 53, Mike 53. Blue 40. Stop. Blue 40. It's enough for you? It's enough for me. Check out the rest of the exhibition. He'll shut up the extreme defense getting across the 50 down to the 47. Finally, somebody trying to outdo the rushing yardage of their quarterback, Jim Druckenmiller. Good block by fullback Roosevelt, or, excuse me, Jim Kitts. He gets in and makes a nice lead block. That was nice by uh, Bo Morgan as he, he kind of... He didn't attack the line of scrimmage really quickly, but he saw that hole open up, and man, did he accelerate. Did not get a gracious spot as they brought it back to midfield, but it was a game of 16 for Bo Morgan. And Morgan's going to get another handoff. Interesting here, a couple more yards. You know, coming in, he felt that without Rashawn Salama, L.A. might 
have an edge uh, against the rush, but even with Morgan and Sandro, the Axe have done very well without their top running back. We talked about this earlier, Bob, yeah. the second half scoring woes of the Axe, so I left. but nobody really has an explanation. And especially, if you break it down even further, the third quarter for the Maniacs, this year, the entire year, only six points scored in the third quarter. So it even gets worse. Hopefully they can break for the Maniacs, they can break that pattern. There was even some talk as Chuck hit Hodge about literally staying out on the field at halftime. Kevin Brown <laughs> considered that. Jeff Russell makes the stop. Well, whatever they do with All the right, story-wise, they've got to put together a real nice pattern. Right. Uh, Kippy wants I to pick up those bucks for those motivational speeches in the offseason, I guess. You know, those halftime speeches. You've got to come out in the second half. You come back and you win, you do something like that, you put it on your resume. Kippy, the NFL year, for nine years, said it was his time. Tennessee native from Sweetwater, Tennessee, the head coach. Bo Morgan will again, left side, a big story this game. The offensive line of Memphis doing a good job against the tough L.A. front. Keep on coming. Up hold for the back. Come on, just keep coming to me. Nice counter, counter tray over backside garden tackle, pulling the lead away. With Bo Morgan, you don't got a guy who's just got blazing speed. So you, I don't feel well, that right, you can really mess around too much. You got it. If you're going to give it to him, give it to him straight. Let him attack the line of scrimmage. Uh, don't have him, you know, don't push his foot around on the backfield. Try to decide where you want to go. You got to make the decision and you got to go. Great athlete. He was a quarterback at Air Force. The only player in NCAA history to rush and pass for over 1,000 yards in a season. One offense. Jordan. And he falls down at the 13, Charles Jordan. The connection clicks again. One of the most feared of the XFL. Trust to Jordan for a big gain of 19. You know, he sat in between four defenders, four L.A. extreme defenders, wide open. Now, even though it's a zone coverage, everybody's in their zone, you've got to be able to react to the quarterback. You've got to be able to see when the quarterback's looking, where he's going to throw the ball. And when that ball's getting ready to leave, you've got to react. You've got to attack the guy who was going to. Jordan only second to Stepford Williams in receiving yards in the XFL. Drops going again. Nice pass. Beauty to Jordan. Picked up a gain of only about seven in the play, but great timing there on the quick out. Right, on, right, to draw. right over the hands of Romando Stallings also. Stallings had his hands up. Looked like he was going to swat it down, but just out of his reach. Left slot, slant right. All right, here we go. We're getting it. Let's go. I left slot, slant right on one. Ready, Let's get it, baby. A quick slant. Come on, Bo. You can't mess around. I mean, you can't pick you a better one down here. Bear. Always seem to have success. Six. Big Roosevelt pops is the fullback in front of Bo Morgan. And he's going to be the lead blocker for Bo Morgan, but did not spring Morgan. It looked like he might have had a yeah. spin there, but it was quickly gobbled up by Eric Harris. Like I said, he, he doesn't have the initial speed right off the ball tip. To, to be able to make the cut. If the, if the hole's not there for him like it wasn't, he had to make the cut back. It took his speed away from him. Go, here we go. Strong, strong right. Take dive right. Quarterback keep pass right on one. Ready for it. It's a third down and four. Memphis is 0 for 3 on third down in the game so far. On the season, pretty well on third down. 39.6%. Back The versatile back. We told you he could throw, he could spot you with a run, and he could catch it too. Right, nice speed oh. getting himself out in the line. Like I said, he got the momentum going. He got out in the flat, and they could not keep up with him. 
Watch him come out of the backfield there, 32. Run right along the goal line. Number two, Ron Carpenter trying to go make a play. But when you're catching the ball in the one, ain't a whole lot you can do to stop him going in. It's up, it's up. Memphis one out of two in the conversion. So far today, Memphis has matched their third quarter scoring for the season. Jordan in motion, Oregon running through a tremendous hole. Huge hole. It was Sanford actually on the carry and a tremendous hole led by Roosevelt, Potts and company. And the Axe were up by 14. What a way to start the third quarter for Memphis. Well, we heard L.A. talking about coming out sharp. We've got the ball to start. We're only down by seven. They didn't go anywhere, and nope. then the Axe took over. Oh, Morgan, a seven-yard catch. Miller's second touchdown pass of the game. And like we're running in the conversion, Bob, 20 to 6. And like we said, Memphis uh, matching the third third quarter scoring for the year. Just uh, basically took all past statistics and said, the hell with it. We're just going to go out and take this at it and get some more points. Michelle following a wall out to the 29 for the extreme. Well, Bo Morgan, you're a guy that does all kinds of stuff for this team. That's a good way to get started in the second half. Yeah, it is. It's about time uh, we did something in the second half. And these fans are great for coming out and supporting us today. Hopefully we can keep the intensity up and uh, put, put on a show. Look at those fans back there, man. They are just up and appreciation day. And appreciated by the players, too, which is you know, always nice to see, particularly right in the, the middle of the moment. Oh, and to recognize uh, what the fans have done. They've been some great fans here in Memphis in this inaugural year. As McCullough takes it back to the 30-yard line and the experience of coming out to see the XFL. We've seen it, Bob, in every stadium yep. we've gone to. That there's an atmosphere that just is electric in the crowd here. And a crowd throughout the XFL. Something you don't get from the, quite frankly, from the, the national press. You don't hear about this kind of stuff. But, you, but if you see it and feel it, the people here know what we're talking about. And certainly the NFL players we've seen on the sideline this year, the games and the players themselves. Run! 48! Gives it in motion. That's going to hand off to McCullough here. So, uh, McCullough gaining about five. So again, Memphis with their slim hopes. But looking better as this game moves on. Have to win their remaining two. They need the Demons to lose two, including tonight in Las Vegas. But they also have to overcome that, what started out as a 49-point differential and has now chopped down to 35 with Las Vegas. They played the Outlaws next week, so they can make up a chunk of that next week. But they'd probably like to get it down at the neighborhood of in the 20s at least. So you can hope for a big win next week and have a shot. Yeah, because uh, you're talking about uh, the best defense. We're talking about Las Vegas. talking about the des best defense, the dealers of doom, as they've named themselves. And uh, they look like they're a pretty good, tough tough team to score points against. Tyrone Bell right now. Right now. Uh, take a look at him on the field. But I'll tell you what, it has been, every stadium we've been to has just been full of people just excited to, to watch football and uh, you know a lot of the teams a lot of the cities we're at are teams that aren't used to having aren't used to having football so there is a lot of the excitement comes from you'll see here lots coming from the left side of your screen oh right there a little friendly fire a tyrone takes a shot from his own player antonio anderson yeah antonio anderson who was Keystone Copsman over there. As big as Tyrone Bell is, Antonio Anderson is bigger. <laughs> is going to win that just about every time. 
sudden breaks out here in the Nobody Liberty Bowl. Kind of day you need some sunglasses, too. There on the field. Maddox throws. Quick slant. As Rochelle. Nicely done. Again, L.A. going without their dependable touchdown receiver, Darnell McDonald, who was hurt in the first half of the calf. Muscle injury that could be torn. Could be out for a while. Yeah, it depends on the degree of uh, the tear, how badly it's torn. Uh, but I'll tell you what, that, that is one of those plays, that slant that they just right. cannot defend unless you get someone, someone up underneath it or you get a hand on the ball as it's coming in. Because the coverage was perfect on that bat. Four wideouts for the extreme. In motion is Gibson. Maddox going to hand off anyway. McCullough has some room right side. Thought about cutting back. Bad idea. Marvin, originally. Marvin Thomas on the stop. John Marvin Thomas, the first man to make a contact. John Williams coming up. Great job of run support on the outside. They were not going to let it. In fact, McCullough looked to see if he had a chance to cut back. But even the backside pursuit was very good. It was Thomas, Marvin Thomas, number 90, really stringing it out. Well, McCullough had nowhere to run. Couldn't bounce it outside. And you look, you try to see if he cut it back inside. Couldn't cut it inside either. Beautiful job by Thomas. Memphis coming in with a fifth way to defense, but second against the run in the league. You've seen that today. Not many of the teams running a 3-4 defense, but they're running it, playing it very well. Flag is down. Maddox goes out of bounds. He was looking for Damon Dunn. But there was a flag on the play. Well, if there's a flag the down, backfield. if there's a flag down the defensive backfield before the ball is thrown, I'm thinking that one of the receivers is being held. Holding on the receiver. Uh, the 35. Okay, five-yard automatic. So 25. Number 25. Yeah, the ball's not holding. Thrown. Holding. 25 defense. Yeah. Apparently five yards, previous spot, automatic first down. The ball's not thrown yet. The only thing they can throw on is a, def a defensive back or a linebacker grabbing the receiver. Right here in the middle of your screen, you see him grab the jersey. He got beat. Was not letting uh, was not letting Damon Dunn get too far away from him. And that's a heck of a way. That's definitely a way of staying with the receiver if you don't get caught. Kevin Cobb, that one, one of the more original nicknames in the back of his jersey. Kevin Cobb. <laughs> Thought a while over that one. Over the middle. Oh, wow. got inside the party. Down to the 38. Like you know, the league of it. The he hate me. Shaka. Kev Cobb. Who's 45? Here we go. Let's go. Let's go. Deuce. 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 45. First down, right? All right. Pick it up a cuddle. Couple yards there. Hogan makes the stop on McCullough. Gain of four yards for Saladin. Offensive line is doing a nice job of opening the holes up for uh, for, for Saladin McCullough. They should, they should actually try a little bit more. You know, where are these guys down a little bit? Make the defensive alignment a little more aware of the run game, and maybe you won't get such an aggressive pass rush on your quarterback. Go! 48! Rugan goes. 48 The man who gives Maddox the place the quarterback coach. Maddox firing and receiver was up. There's a flag. No flag. Wow. I thought he was hit. Damon Dunn going for the ball. John Williams right with him, but uh, I think the only thing that may have saved Williams on that one is that he turned he turned to make a play on the ball. Take a look at it here. Left side of your screen, he does get bumped, but at least Williams turns to make a play on the ball. 
And if you're playing for the ball and not just just face guard and a man, sometimes the, the ref will look at it as incidental contact. All hit him in the head, too. 48 seconds. Maddox, good rush on him. Gets rid of it. Again, Shaka Carter was smelling Maddox right behind him. Incomplete Kellogg with the coverage on Gibson. And I'm not sure what a Maddox. I'm not sure what a Maddox smells like, but Shaka definitely <laughs> got go. the scent. <laughs> We don't want to know at the Probably not. point of the point. game. That's a wide trip. Well, now here we go. Come on, down and again. It's third and six yards. Go! Third down, down, but actually it is now a, they're going to go for this here. On fourth down. Open in motion. Offside defense. Nearly picked off, but offside. Offside from the defense. Looks like a big break. It'll bring him fourth and five yards. Looks like Rico Clark, when the uh, his receiver was in motion, Rico jumped up Outside across the line. 27 defense. Apparently hey, five you know yards. You know what? Repeat fourth They've been down. They've that damn motion all day. They've been offside three times. They never get stalled. But you guys can see us when we're offside. Two times they've been offside <laughs> with us. High motion and nothing gets called. Oh, that was going to play. Watch top of your screen right there. Rico Clark yeah. goes to make contact with his guy. Definitely crosses the line of scrimmage. Big break there because now it's fourth and short. Fourth and one. Can certainly run the ball now. Have that option with McCullough in the backfield. And behind him, he's quickly in motion. Gibson to the right in motion. He may have drawn another flag. McCullough was taken, but I think Gibson's motion again caused the act to go offside. Well, it was the left defensive end. I didn't see who was in there, but it, they better hope it was on the defense after a run play like that. You know, it's a good move, Bob, because a lot of times the players are anticipating the guy in motion, and as he gets to the line, they take off, and it's sort of a fake. He stopped right at the line. Yep. Offside, defense number 90 in the neutral zone at the snap. Penalty will result in a first down, five yards. A, a set play. Watch what, watch what happens here. You saw just like Craig said, the motion guy gets to the line of scrimmage, and normally he, his motion times up with the snap of the ball. Uh, he stops, and you know, sometimes as a defensive lineman, you're looking for any kind of clue to give you a quicker jump on the ball. Open in motion. Now the defense got to worry about that play. Two penalties, big penalties. Gibson first sneaking in, and that's sort of been the story as Gibson gets the first down of Memphis this year. You know, they played well at times. They seem to make these, these penalties just at the wrong time or cough the ball up. Good choice, Tommy. Wide trip, wide trip, 43 sprint. There well, the we go. Face you saw there. It's a wide trip, wide trip, 43 sprint. I want right here. Luganville, the son of the head coach, Tom, radioing back to the quarterback. The last play was a beaut because they had him in sprint away from Shaka. You heard him call sprint again, so I, I think they're trying to keep him away from Shante Carver. In the backfield, McCullough gets around Carver. He's going to break in with a touchdown. The LA Extreme, thanks to two fourth down penalties for the act, keep the drive going. Do not have to bring the field goal unit on and score the touchdown. 14 yards, 14 yards on the score. Memphis, like you said, shooting themselves in the foot, causing their own problems. Went from the fourth and six. Two offside penalties given the Extreme. A first down and beautiful call. 
Great call by Jim Barker, the offensive coordinator. They kind of sucked in Carver. You talked about that. They brought him deep in the backfield, and McCullough went flying by him. So now it's an eight-point game. This is a huge conversion attempt here to bring him to within seven. Trouble for Maddox. Dumps it up quickly. Richard Hogan, Anthony Marshall. When Sonny McCullough caught that, when Sonny McCullough caught that ball, I thought he's powerful enough to take it in. But look at that. Marshall and Hogan just crushed him. Crushed him at the one-yard line. So as the third quarter winds down, the extreme are back with an eight. Here at the Liberty Bowl in Memphis. Craig Benavini, Bob Golick, the Maniacs cheerleaders, back here at the Liberty Bowl in Memphis. Good to have you with us again for the XFL on TNN. We wrap up our regular season coverage. Next week, we'll be in Birmingham where the Hitman will meet a win to stay alive in their hope for a playoff spot. They'll also need a Chicago loss. But here, a lot on the line as well out west. Good kickoff deep in the end zone, and that went the distance. It'll come back out to the 20 where the axe will start off. Saladin McCullough, you put up some points for your team, but you weren't here in the first half. Was this a change in game plan at halftime, or did you just miss the team bus, buddy? No, nah, I'm always here to play. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're just struggling right now. We're trying to get back. We're fighting from behind, so we'll be okay. Now, has the injury to McDonald uh, meant that you're going to get the ball more in the second half, and if he's not back, will you get the ball more the rest of the season? Um, you know, we're going to spread it around and keep everything going the way we've been doing it. Third quarter winding down, and that'll be it for the third quarter. So we'll start the fourth with the Axe uh, adding to their seven-point halftime lead by a point. Good crowd here at the Liberty Bowl. Axe leading by eight as we head to the fourth. Over 21,000 on hand at the Liberty Bowl for the Axe home finale this year, including Junior Bada's parents, some from a long way, including that man right there, Junior Bada. He doesn't miss himself too many times when he's on the big screen. No, he's always he watched those days. very <laughs> much a tool with that. <laughs> wow. Picked by Chuck Wendell. Here's Patrick Sanford who has a 30-yard touchdown. He puts his nose down into Rod Carpenter, and he drives Carpenter like a hammer into a nail there, getting near midfield. That was a, one of the most interesting plays I've seen in a long time. They called it a flip 90, and what happened is everybody went to the, to the offensive right, except for the guy getting the ball. Check it out. Everybody goes right, except Stanford. Holy cow, look at that. And if the problem is, when you're at defense, a lot of times you're reading your blocker. You're reading the, reading the line. You're taking all the keys to figure where the ball's going to go. And unfortunately, they read their keys on everything, except Stanford going to the left all by himself. The encroachment. Offside defense number 93, unabated to the quarterback. Five yards, first down. I was wondering about that one. Unabated to the quarterback. Does that get you any extra points on there? Check it out here. You know, you're going to see everybody going to the top of the screen offensively. All the defenders reading that way. And he pitches it back to Sanford going all by himself. If it wasn't for the safety getting a good carpenter, getting a good angle. And he wouldn't have been slowed down hey, enough for anybody to make a tackle on the guy. Even then, he drove him a good five more yards. Hunt. That's what they call open field, right? That's called open field. Rock, nothing open there. Need of a couple for Sanford. How about the Memphis rushing, though, without Salam today? Very effective. 
with the duo of Morgan and Sanford. You know, there are some people saying that without all those, all those guys injured, there may be 60 passes by Drunken Miller. But, but they were way wrong. Rocket throwing 17 times today. But a tidy 11 for 17. Two touchdowns. 51, 51. 28-year-old from Northampton, Pennsylvania, just outside of Allentown. Handing off again, big hole. Well, they haven't churned out the three and four yarders throughout, but they've been able to bust some big runs. All right, here you go. With good yardage. All right, here you go. Let's go. I left. Pass six for you. Expect the blitz here. Green for black. I left. Pass six for you. Oh, Flag star on one. Ready, break. Jimmy oh, Brown. Over here. Grew up 40 miles out of South Oxford. Big Elvis fan. He says you have to love the country, too, if you're from Sweetwater, Tennessee. Well, he's a big music fan. Rock and Miller in traffic. Going to take off. A little drop from the referee for the game. It's a first down. Good job, fellas. Good job, fellas. <laughs> oh, damn. I thought I had the first. The first oh, down. They have not marked it yet. Good job, fellas. Oh, no, no, we're we're Wide open. That's my big hole. Okay, here we go now. Yeah. Is it? Damn. Drop you got me? All right, all right. All right, slide. Ride right. Damn, I thought about it too. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm going to go for 788, but I'm going to go. Get some water in there if you can. Hey, Jackson, Bob, is it for the head coach? No, let's see. Let's go in. Call the plays. You know, Kippy said he does not want to do that next year. Once we have a right, quarterback coach, hard count, hard count. Really be more involved so in everybody. Right slot, ride right, hard three. Ready? Now listen, you heard us say hard count. Hard count means that he's going to give a, ver a lot of inflection in the count. Try to draw the other side off. Two eighty. Hey, hey, what five blocks? Two eighty. off Stanford. Got a couple of yards on first down. Yeah, but Richie made the stop. For the head coach to call the plays, I mean, I, I think a lot of coaches want to be in a position where they have that kind of control. But after a while, there's so many things that they have their eyes on that it's, like, it's almost like, man, I, I, I don't know if I can you know, do this and pay attention to all the other things. Go strong left zip. Deep face left. Go to smash. I'm one. Ready, bro. Kippy was the offensive coordinator for Jimmy Johnson in Miami, so it's a Mike 51, Mike 51. Former quarterback for Memphis in 1975. Rock back to pass, pressured, look out, he somehow squeaks through a couple of guys before Matt Kennelly took him down behind the line of scrimmage for the sack. I don't know how that, that's what that big body got through about four guys. I don't know. He just is tough to throw. Dolphin, dolphin. That's what this offensive line would call a lookout block. Look out. So you want to play quarterback. L.A. Special, I should read. On one, ready, break. L.A. Special. We got, yeah. Mm. All right. Let's see, what's, let's see what they got the special Mike for in L.A. One, six, blue 40. Blue 40, hunt. Huh? back. Robbing one has hurt. Touchdown, Maniac, Daryl Hobbs. And 
Steve Parker. It was a beautifully timed play and a great lead pass yeah. softly feathered in there by the quarterback, Drucken Miller. L.A. Special X Reed, the X receiver, was Hobbs. He's the wide receiver split to the weak side. He's the one that reads. Do I break it to the outside? Do I break it to the inside? He reads what the quarterback gives him. We saw it there. He broke it to the inside knowing that the inside slants would have been easier throw for Druck. Takes it, beats him to the end zone, touchdown. Now a 14-point edge, and every point is important, not only for the game, but the uh, playoff chances. They're going to make up the differential in Vegas. They're two for three in the conversion today, much better. 27% average coming in. Rock rolling, not much to throw at. Trying to oh, flag thrown on Hobbs as he was uh, covered by Ricky Parker, and it might have been on Parker defending. Which could move that to the one-yard line. Defense with a hold. Holding. Okay. Reach off is getting the shell. touchdown one more time. Top of your screams, you see is Hobbs making the double move. He'll start it to the outside. Break and break it back inside. He's got room. He's got open area. And he's got the speed to get away. Nice throw by Druckenmiller. Man, he has come a long way as a quarterback. Druckenmiller with three touchdown passes today. This season has been so good for Jim Druckenmiller. Some call it a last chance, and you talked about it earlier, and he's been studying coming into the off days, something he's, he's picked up from quarterbacks he's worked with, like Dan Marino and Steve Young in his NFL time with an offensive liner. They're at the one now, trying for the conversion. He's got it against them. He's got it. Three out of four of the conversion, and it's 27-12, and the differential is down to 34 with Vegas in their playoff hopes with the punt. 27-12, a shocker. Here in Memphis, the Axe by 15. Next Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific on NBC. A change in the schedule. San Francisco Demons versus the LA Extreme. The game originally scheduled for next Sunday. The game now, which could very well have a Western Division title on the line, especially with LA losing this game here so far today. It's next Saturday, fans. In Los Angeles, 5 o'clock local time, out in L.A. Fans in Southern California can call Ticketmaster for tickets at 213-480-3232. 213-480-3232 next Saturday in L.A. And if, well, if the Extreme lose this game, Bob, and the Demons win their game, it will be for first place. We saw Jim Druckenmiller, Daryl Hobbs, the connection that has made this Victory so smooth so far. Potential victory, I guess we should call it. Yep. But with a 27-12 lead and uh, the extreme not really showing any any tremendous explosiveness yet. You know they're going to have to go away. They're, as much as they might wanted to have, have wanted to use some of the McCullough, they haven't used them much. They're going to have to get away from them now. They only have 10 minutes left, and they got to open it up with Maddox. It will be Gibson at the 15. Damon Gibson, good return man, finding a seam. Got to the 26, but you know what? Very good coverage all day long for the mm -hmm. special teams of the Axe. At that time, it was Keith Crawford. Well, Coach, you, you guys have struggled offensively in the second half all year long. This looks like a different second half team. Well, not all year long, but we've had some struggles like everybody else. But, uh, you know, his execution is doing thing right, things right and not turning the ball over. Do we, accept, do we expect to see more passing offense from you guys since points could be a factor in the playoff race? Yeah, we're going to run our offense. We've got nothing to lose. 
Duncan Miller with three touchdowns for the second time this year against Chicago back on the 10th. The lead time, Maddox with four twice, and Jeff Brown for Orlando. With the, the oh, deflection, and Rico Clark had some thoughts about not only picking it, but heading into the end zone. Well, we told you about the playoffs, and the only way Memphis gets in, they win two, and, and uh, uh, San Francisco loses two. Then it comes down to this point differential, which is was 49 coming into the game. Now it's 34 points. This current point differential with Las Vegas, plus next week, they get Las Vegas. Need help, but they can at least, Copeland tries to catch it, they can take care of the differential on mm -hmm. their own next week against Vegas, but they really need a one-point Vegas win, a very slim Vegas win tonight, right, to not extend that differential, and really, we use another score or two right here today, well, they know what it's all about, and you, you heard Kippy Brown, I mean, it, whether whether it's because he wants to keep his offense in sync or whether he wants to build the score up, hey, if you're if you're this Memphis team, the Maniacs team, you got to go for as many as you can get right now. Maddoxon under pressure, he's hit hard by Marvin Thomas, the ball scoring three. having words with Marvin Thomas. Flag thrown. Maddox a fiery guy. He, want, he is a guy that likes to fight his own battle. One of your guys did something too. Hey, back up! There's no doubt there's some frustration going on there. It was number nine, 90, Marvin Thomas, coming in to make the hit on Tommy Maddox. And boy, after the play was over, Tommy just went straight to him. There it is. You see Marvin Thomas Right there, catches him underneath the arm. Oh, he threw a couple of little extra Personal shots foul. in there for good measure. Defense. Personal foul. Offense. Those penalties cancel. <laughs> and fourth down. It was a clean shot. In fact, it was a beautiful, if you're a defensive lineman, it's a beautiful Two. shot. Catch him under the arm like that. that one, huh? But when he took him down, there was a little extra jabbing going on by Marvin, by Marvin Thomas. Shot Jake Carver. Yeah. Throw the ball to Tommy Maddox. Kind of a kind of a lame sort of, sort of attack, but and you got versatile players out here. You got Tutter as the third string quarterback. Paul Morgan does everything. And Shot Dave Carver says well, that could be a third string quarterback. He contained the punt. Ball wide up to 25 yards. Great moving. Punt from the left foot. At the 35. Back to the 40. Breaks. The other way, he's taken back by Damon Gibson. A little bit chippy here in Memphis as the Axe look to add their 15-point shocking lead over L.A. All right, well, we've got to uh, well, we'll listen to our music. We've got a flag down the field. We're going to figure out what's going on. And on the receiving team during the run, penalty be 10 yards from the end of the run. First down, Memphis. Twenty-seven, twelve, Memphis. Eight twenty-seven to go. Back in Memphis, the Axe up by fifteen. A team that had lost three of the last four games. 
against the team that is the hottest in the league. They won four straight, six out of seven. Look at those numbers. 308 total yards. We told you they've been averaging 311 yards per game. But haven't been able to put the points on the board, right? Today they found the formula for putting it all together. They're 12 over their average this year scoring. Tommy Maddox, into that last series, you started a fight with about 650 pounds of D-lineman. What was going on in there? Well, you know, I'm not going to let anybody punch me after the play. And, uh, you know, for the officials to sit there and let that crap go on is unbelievable. But, you know, that's the way it is. Well, you're a brave man, but are you done for the day? I don't know. I, you know, I still think we got a chance to win. Well, Tommy said he got an extra punch from Marvin Thomas. Perhaps we can catch up with Marvin on the sideline. See if that was the game. Looked like there was some extra business after the actual hit. I bet he says no. <laughs> we'll see. Sanford gets up to the 37, 38-yard line. Looks like Max may be coming out. And well, we also saw Milanovic starting to warm up a little bit, but that's okay. that should be normal. Just uh, being the seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. Might want to just spark him a little bit. Watch on the line tonight in the UPN game. San Francisco, if LA loses, faces the possibility of losing and being out of the playoffs or winning and all of a sudden having a shot at the division title on NBC next week at 8 o'clock in LA on Saturday. Nice pass against Smooth Hand Donald. Gets up to the 48. And if you looked at this game and wonder which team was hot and in first and which team was in last, you'd surely say the team in the teal yep. is one of the better teams. Absolutely. They today have put everything together. It was, it's very strange. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. we took this L.A. team and watched them against what was the, then the best undefeated and the undefeated team in the league, the Rage, and watched the uh, L.A. Express just dismantle. Well, today you come in with this, the, the, uh, the extreme with a team that just can't be stopped. They come up against Memphis, and they can't do anything to get points on the board. First down for the Axe. They're going to hand off Houston Clock, Stanford. Okay. Okay. All right, here you go. Let the clock run now. Here you go. All right, zip. All right, zip. Pass 56, 58, Z read. All right, let's go. <laughs> let's go. I ride zip. Pass 56, 58, Z read. I'm on. Hey, you think drunk's like a dog well, looking his shot? What, what's the play that he's so shocked about? We heard Z. We heard X read before. That was the hog. Z is the receiver at the top of the field. That's Jordan. It'll be his read. They can't off. He's going to go downtown. Drunk was hit and thrown around. It's intercepted. Ron Carpenter, but there is a flag down. That might have been a late hit. This may come back. Carpenter's taken out at the 36. Let's see Druck looking at the ref. And yes, it's roughing the passer against the LA Extreme. Well, part of the problem is, is that when you call a read, you have to be able to have a chemistry with your receiver. Druck and Miller read that he was, he was on a go. Roughing the passer, 97 defense. 15 yards, previous spot, automatic first down. There you go. Was this after the actual no, this throw, was, or was part of the process? It's part of the process. Yeah. So this will, you'll see the hit here. There was that extra throw, the extra toss down. But what Druck did, Druck read Jordan on a go. He saw him break to the inside and throw it deep. Oh, no, Hey, 
And what Jordan did, Jordan broke it off on a curl. And so at that time, but at that, by that point, uh, Druckenmiller already had a defender in his face, so he couldn't see that the, that the, uh, the run had been cut short. And what Dave Ritchie did was absolutely dumb because he cost his team the interception on a late hit that had nothing to do with the play. didn't cause a, a bad pass. And then we'll, we'll watch here. You're going to see Jordan top of the screen. Druck is, right now, he's seeing it go because he's just sprinting down the field. Oh, but as time, the yeah. ball is, as Druck is getting hit, that's when uh, Jordan decides to turn it inside. And the ball, at that point, he can't see the receiver anymore. And there's the, uh, as you see, the, you know, the end of the play, the electric curriculum. He did let up a little bit. I think it was more the hit than the throw because he made contact with him well after the, the actual pass, that first hit. Right. And then he threw it. Marcus Crandall is coming on. In the middle of the sequence here. And he hands off to Bo Morgan. Welcome. They may have been shaken up on that play. I just have a feeling at this point with four minutes left, they say, you know what, let's just get Drake out of there. They're bringing the defense hard on him. The numbers today, 150 yards passing. You saw this total offense today. Well over 300. I don't know. With the turn ball, turn ball. We come back, but with the point ball. differential, every point is critical for Memphis right now. Jim, you're over here on the sidelines relaxing, but there's a point differential that could come into play in the playoffs. Would you like to be back out there, and how do you feel about that? Well, you know, you know, Marcus, you know, it's a, it's a, rough, it's a rough sport for the quarterback here, so you never know what could happen. So we got to get Marcus some time, get him in there, let him get some reps, and... You know, we're playing to win. But you guys do need points. Wouldn't you like to still be in there? Yeah, we would. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, it's a decision we're going with right now, and it's the way it's going to be. All right. We'll follow up with Timmy uh, Brown's got his thoughts on this with 4.08 remaining here in the fourth quarter. The act by 15 and three quarterbacks with Crandall after a three-touchdown effort from Brunner. I thought maybe he was shaken up by that hit, but that obviously is not the case. Randall, certainly a very good quarterback, was the start at the beginning of the year. He can throw it as well. Mm. Morgan drops the ball on the third and ten. And now they're going to hey, I couldn't, I couldn't. be forced to punt or maybe a uh, trick play here. Ball was Jeff wrong. Wrong. Just get it off. Chris, got to get it off. That's kind of a hard de decision to understand. From my shoes here, Bob, thinking that if you know if your slim playoff hopes are, are all contingent on this point yeah. differential, why would you take the guy out who's having a big game against the very toughest street? I, you know, can, I can only think that they just, you know, they want to try and keep the other guy healthy. Oh, it doesn't mean you know. anything next week if you don't cut the differential. I don't know. Nice punt though. Listen at the six. Breaking down quickly. Nice tackle. Keith Crawford after a gain of about six right back. So 326 left. Kippy hey, Brown back, still lead by 15. Well, Coach, right now you guys trail Las Vegas by 34 points. They still have to play tonight. Did you even think about going for it right there to try and get some more points on the board? No, the most important thing is to win a game for these great Memphis fans and get a win under, under our belt. We've got next week to play. We go to Vegas. We'll take care of some of that when we get out there. Do you think that point differential with them still being able to play might be too much to make up? No, no. Every game's different. We'll go out there and throw everything at them, and anything can happen. But first things first, hey, we made up. Oh. 
is done for the day. Yes, he is. All right, that's Kippy's answers. Uh, Maddox firing oh. incomplete. Uh, he may say the differential is uh, too much, not too much to make up, but the, by the actions of not going for it on the fourth and seven and then switching quarterbacks, and nothing against Crano, but you know he's not the starter for whatever reason that is by Kippy. Drunken Miller hot, three yeah. touchdowns, uh, approaching the league high of four in a game. I, I don't understand the decision. 150 yards passing, over no. 50, uh, 60 yards. Can you get it? Uh, running the ball, so, you know, I, you know he's looking at it from the, the, the respect of just getting it one play, one game at a time. 48! You know, he's not going to sit there and analyze it like we're going to do. Right. Which, you know, right or wrong, that's, that's the nature of his beast as a, as a coach. He's just going to take it one at a time. shot against L.A. next Twice week in the ABC game to 
somehow pull Five, out first place in the West. And that chance remains if Memphis can hang on here and San Francisco can win their game. Of course, the Acts are hoping for a demon loss to keep their playoff hopes alive. And we uh, we talked about the change of quarterback Marcus Crandall and uh, well, you know, the choice, okay, why not go for more points just in case it comes down to a point differential. You know, Marcus Crandall goes in. You can still go for the points with a new quarterback. And obviously, Bob, no urgency is sent to this team. They're slowly moving to the left. They're running off tackle. I mean, they just hit the ball off. They're not trying to They're not trying to divide time. At this point, they don't care. They're just letting the clock bear. Happy with what it is. And they're letting it run out. But, you know, this is definitely something where they should have run the score up as much as possible. Uh, you know, Al Luganville and the rest of the guys would have understood. You know, they understand yeah. the game of points. I mean, you can understand if they were losing or, you know, it was a yeah. one-point game maybe and it was a 50-point difference still. They, they made up 15 points five 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 in five three eight. quarters, basically. Uh, been, you know, guys slowly moving to the, the huddle. There's no sense of urgency. Randall's going to throw here. He's going to go bombs away here. He has Hobbs out there. And it was just a was a late flag. Uh, the, 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 and the refs and the refs thing, the refs uh, defense, was he was digging for the flag. He was hard, having a hard time getting out of his back pocket. Catchable ball? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Ball was catchable. Right, was moving right on Defense number 29. Automatic first down. Spot of the foul. Ricky Parker on the back. We couldn't for Martin. It was kind of tough to see. But he got it right about there. Jumped him a little bit early. Come on. Terrible call. Ah, yeah. It's a bad angle. It was uh, from the from the, from the first angle was better. Than that. <laughs> it's a bad call. Yeah, that was something else. That's a horrible call. What have you ever worn black and white stripes? Hey, you watch the game. You don't have to be a rocket scientist. Back, 380. Thank goodness. 380. First and 10, Crandall. Play action. They're going to go for the end zone here. Certainly smelling the end zone and going for it. Uh, like we were saying just a minute ago, they, their first play out, they go run, run off tackle back. right. You start yeah, thinking, the okay, they're just going to let the time run out. And obviously, they, you know, maybe maybe Kippy Brown's dis discussion with uh, our Kip Lewis was uh, changing my little bit. Three right, 580 shoot. Pop, pop, pop. Let's go. There you go. Strong right zip. Let's go. Strong right zip. Read right. 580 shoot on one. Ready? Marcus Crandall out yeah, of East yeah. Carolina. Led the Pirates to a couple of bowls, including a Liberty Bowl win here in Mike Memphis in his college days. A buck 39 to go. In motion is Crawford. And Crandall is throwing down a flag. Oh, oh, that'll, down. that'll be a hold on that one. With the sack, though, they might just decline the penalty. Yeah, well, they're, they're putting them... What's the flag? Clipping, number 74 offense. Penalty is 15 yards. Previous spot, second down. That's an call down inside in the trenches. I don't... I don't... They call it on, they call it on Bernard Williams. Left tackle there. Never even touched him. 
That's another that's two for that's two for two. That's two brutal calls. Didn't he? That was actually one brutal call. The other one before that. Trying to even up, I think. He knew it was such a bad call. We better even that up. They got him. They got him for intent. It bad thoughts. Fake left. It was intent. Intent to Now. Oh, third and twenty yards. Third and seventeen. They're listing it. Let's go. Our left slot. Now it would be a 49-yard field goal attempt if they don't get this in terms of any yards. So that would be a test of putting some points on the board in a 15-point game with a minute and a half to go. Green Eddie. Sack would put him out of field goal range. Randall back, play action, rolling, rolling and looking. This firing with kicks. Part of the problem you get with a new quarterback yeah. who doesn't get a lot of uh, reps is the fact that his vision gets a little constricted. He gets a little nervous, doesn't see a whole lot of things. He had Bo Morgan sitting all by up. himself. The entire, watch him, watch him in the uh, tailback, sitting almost on the XFL logo in the middle. He's going to come out to the left side, watch, coming out late. He is wide uh. open. If he turns and sees him, and lays it out, they've got another touchdown. Well, they're going to buy the 49-yard field goal attempt from Jeff Hall. Rabbits have a, a pretty good boot. He has a good leg. We had a four between the 40 and 49, although he struggled of late. And they're going to go for it on fourth and 17. Randall fires. That's not going to be enough. Just a little short. Well, it's, it, it's close. It is close. Depends on the mark. It is very close. Yeah, Hang on. No, it's going to be, it looks like it's going to be a little short. Yeah. A little short, right? Well, about a half a yard. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Now, you know, you always wonder, and you always talk about the receivers who go out. They know they got to have 10 yards, and they go out and they run an 8-yard route or 9-yard route. You need 17 yards. You can't run 17. you got to go 18 because you know you're going to have to come back for the ball a little bit. And that's exactly what happened there. He ran at 17, came back, caught it about 16, and they marked it. I hate to be Mr. Second Guesser here, but, but we're I, kicked, I kicked the field goal there before you. Jeez. Get three more points. You know what? Fourth and 17 is it. You know, pretty tough. Scott Milanovic has come on uh, second time this year. Does not take any snaps during the week. And L.A. is not going to give Memphis a chance to gain and there's any kind of uh, momentum or make off a play or anything. Memphis should call timeout. They should call timeout. They've got three. <laughs> this is a big conspiracy theory with you, isn't it, Craig? No, it's not. <laughs> let's, let's show the fans some appreciation, some love. They're not going to call timeout. I force it. Tell them. Go ahead, tell them. <laughs> you wouldn't call timeout? 44. Come on, Mr. Golick. Did you call timeout here? Yes or no? Veteran Smash Mouth football player Larry Zonka would call timeout. He also had north to Alaska join him immediately following the games. And those of you on the west go behind the scenes with the ground pounding, pounding of drag racers on popular hot rodding television coming up on TNN. Hey, no matter what, we've been having some fun here in the last few minutes with decisions, but it's a great effort for the Maniacs today, winning over the hottest club in the league. Look at this! A lot of it just caught. It's going to be picked off. Anthony Marshall's got it. Marshall is going to just go down. 
Why did he run for the end zone to take a, fix up that point differential? I think he didn't want to run the clock out. <laughs> All honesty. Right. Okay. They're going to get one play at it. Well, as, as everybody, as, as the last two plays, they had all taken a knee. Non-contact foul. Non-player personnel on everybody the field. Everybody on the field. Declined. The game is over. Everybody They're in the field. The everybody on the sidelines thought that the game was taken another day. Watch. As he's about to take a knee, you're seeing people come out on the field. Yeah. Right about the 35-yard line there. A couple of people. Including Lee Raymond. Lee Raymond in his red pants almost run over by the wide receiver. Okay. Why were they throwing uh, to begin with? <laughs> what a strange finish here. Lulled into, they tried to lull them into a false sense of security. <laughs> Big win for Memphis. They go to four and five. LA falls to six and three. Hey, coach, coach, a great win for you guys. You got to be happy the way your team played today. Oh, these guys came out, and, and it, the turnovers in the first half, you can't do that. You know, you, we've done that all year, and it's kind of bitterness, but, you know, they fought back, came out the second half, and, and made it happen, scored on the first possession, and that's what you have to do. So maybe we're on a roll now. I don't know. Coach, got to be a tough loss, a little disappointing, but you're still in the playoffs, and you still control your own destiny at home next week. Well, no question about it. We did not play well today, and uh, part of that is because of Memphis, but... You got to bring your A game every week in this business, or somebody's going to get you. And we certainly didn't have our A game in any aspect of the game today. So we'll go back, lick our wounds, and see if we can't beat San Francisco next week. Well, you got, you got San Francisco at home next week, but of course, early in the first half, you lost Arnold McDonald. Got to be a big loss for you. Well, we'll see. We've won with him uh, without him before, and we'll do it again. If you guys can get rid of these turnovers, you guys are going to have a powerful team. Yeah, I think it's been like that all year. Um, it was just something we got to really concentrate on. We got lucky with mine at the end there. But, uh, you know, I, I think we, we showed our potential at times. It's just a matter of, you know, just getting it done. So, Shin Yamada and company win a big one by 15. Memphis Maniacs are showing some signs of what they hoped to show all year. Mm -hmm. But, nevertheless, a big win, keeping their slim playoff hopes alive. Despite the point differential. No doubt about it. This was, uh, and again, I think we see the continued maturation process of Jim Druckenmiller, a guy with so much potential coming out of college, taught by a couple of the best NFL quarterbacks, Steve Young and Dan Marino. Finally, some of it must have sunk in because he has learned how to become a professional quarterback. Once again, our final score, Memphis 27, LA 12. Football fans, more XFL action coming up right now. Over on UPN as the San Francisco Demons take off. The Las Vegas Outlaws at San Boyd Stadium in the Sin City. For Bob Cola, Kip Lewis, and the Red Panned Lee Rearman, I'm Craig Benavini saying so long from Memphis. You've been watching the XFL on TNN. The National